But the people that know how to utilize technology to to be current with their sound, and if AI is the norm and, and it has a specific sound that kids like or that the audience likes, then you can't replicate that by the traditional ways of using samples. You just can't get that sound. I'm sure a lot of producers are going to start using AI. It depends really what the audience uh, the audience wants and us as creators how to express ourselves. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Ken Cavori. Ken is the CEO of Surf Music, a digital tool and marketplace for creators to sell their unreleased music to buyers across the global entertainment <coughs> industry. And I'm really excited to talk with him today about you know, a few different topics around like AI and technology and musical collaboration and sort of mm -hmm. the future of the music industry and how tech can help bring us together as artists. And in the case of Surf, it's bringing together unreleased music to people who are looking for it. Ken, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Michael, for having me. Awesome. At the time of recording this, it's 4 p.m. my time and it's what, 5 a.m. there in Tokyo? It's 5 a.m. in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, but he's an early riser, so that's great. You're in the morning. I would love to hear a little bit before we dive into surf. Maybe you could share some details about yourself and how you discovered surf and got to where you are today. Yeah, yeah. My name's Ken Kabori. I've been a music producer for 20 years now, and I've been working primarily in the Japanese music industry. But I've produced likes of Earth, Wind, and Fire, and so forth in the states too. I started off my career in 2002. Worked at Sony Music at Studios in New York. Then started my own production company the next year in 2003. And from there, I've been making music and for many different artists. And I was signed to a big management company for a long time. But when I left the management company, I was having difficulty finding new clientele to work with just because I'd lock myself in the studio and just be writing music all day. And I think a lot of producers do the same. And for me, especially, I was really bad at self-promotion. So I wasn't on social media didn't do anything like that. And I was just a simple idea where, what if I had a page where I could upload all my un unreleased songs and record labels from around the world could be able to choose songs from my catalog to place it, to exclusively place it with their artists. And from there, we've developed Surf Music and what it is right now, which is a B2B marketplace that connects anybody who makes music in the world to record labels, publishers, and artists around the world to for exclusive placements and uh, yeah we've built surf music out as the ultimate tool for the creator community and really focusing on the word community right there and cross collaborations and using ai to, to discover new people to work with on the buyers end we developed it into a, a more of a b2b tool where artists can get their daily tasks 
done, most of their tasks done within our platform in terms of looking for music for their for their artists or connectivity with their team, being able to do, being able to have music recommended to them by our AI on a weekly basis, having our AI recommend creators for them to follow that will match their taste of music. So that was pretty much how Surf Music got started. Super interesting. So if I'm understanding it, then the marketplace is basically for people who are songwriters primarily to be able to upload ideas for songs or demos and get matched up with artists who are looking for songs. Is that right? Yes, it could be artists. But right now on our buyer side, we've just been onboarding the major labels first. And from there, we'll be onboarding indie labels. And essentially, we would love the artists to have our app when it comes out later this year on their phone so that they will be able to search for music and tell their record labels, oh, I'm interested in this song. Or a record label or an A&R looking for a song for their artists, being able to send them a suggestion right away and being like, we think this is cool for your album, yay or nay. Easy communication that's that's really efficient in terms of their workflow because right now a lot of it is just the traditional, very analog emailing back and forth, texting, sending zip files, all this. And all when you're working on that, I used to work at Universal for two years as a director. Everything is all over the place and in, and your iTunes, even though you put it in on iTunes, nothing is tagged. So going back to find that one song is always, is, it was always a hassle. So basically, <laughs> we were trying to make life easier. <laughs> cool. It sounds like a huge need, right? The ability to organize and structure all of that, all those songs and create a database around it. Um, but, but it sounds like right now it's currently mostly for connecting the, so as a songwriter, is it also like published mm -hmm. or kind of uploading the song ideas or is it primarily like the songwriters themselves? Yes. So we have a variety of people that use it for the creator side. So obviously if you're a creator and you have original music, you can open a page and upload it. But also creators management, we have a management portal where <clears throat> managers can now have their whole roster on one on their page and being able to organize their roster and pitch it in different regions that they don't have a reach to. And sometimes they go through brokers to pitch in other regions and whatnot. Sometimes they, they sign sub-pub deals to try to get placements in different regions. But as an alternative and as a tool for, for them to use, we, we're here for the management sides. And on top of that, one of our first investors was Fuji Pacific, which is one of the biggest publishing houses in Japan and they've they've been using us actively to place music unreleased music from their signed writers but also we'll be working on a solution for their administered catalog also so there's different different tiers of subscriptions for the creator side in terms of either you're an individual or you're a business that's managing creators got it oh man super interesting yep. So, yeah, a lot of the people who are going to be listening to this or watching this right now fall into that realm of independent singer-songwriter, mm -hmm. artists, songwriters. So, yeah, obviously there's different like levels and different kind of aggregations, I guess. Might not be the best way, but different ways mm -hmm. get organized and grouped. But it's, it's really interesting in general just hearing the thought process around organizing and creating a better streamlined system to connect, to connect those two different aspects of, of the industry. So to take things down a slightly different path, I'd be really curious to hear your thoughts around AI as it relates to 
creators, especially, and just like the music industry as a whole. At the time of recording mm-hmm. right now, there's some pretty big waves happening with AI and some of the roles that we thought that were probably going to be like the safest from AI or would take the longest to recreate. The things that were more like creative based or thought based work seems to be like mm-hmm. those are some of the things that the AI is really helping to, to facilitate or yeah. to amplify. So I'd be curious to hear your thoughts in terms of AI as a service for like musicians and as it relates to this whole process of writing songs and getting those songs mm-hmm. based or from the flip side of people who want to use those songs, maybe in like TV and film is one area. Maybe it's more along the lines of using it for their artists as well. Yeah, and I think we cannot stop technology and its progress and its innovations and whatnot. And I think AI is a great tool as long as it's obviously used responsibly. And I think it, it, it should be used as a tool to assist you, to inspire you to... Obviously, there are going to be people that are going to make AI write the entire song, and the question will be, is that original now? And that, that debate's going on even in the art world with AI-generated art. It's, well, what is this? What is the AI learning from in order to create this? And it's obviously other people's previous art from different people. And I think music's the same way obviously there's a certain there's a certain level of machine learning that has to happen and what data sets are you putting into this to to make it smarter um and that's obviously music that's been released by other artists so that debate is i think that in that sense the legality of it and how it can be used in film and other placements that is an issue that has to really be seriously considered um maybe it might be a world where there is a detection system where I'm sure there's a detection system where it's fully generated by AI, then it's not classic. It might not be considered completely original, or it might be some something where all all the data the AI can tell you, oh, they, these are the inspirations I, I took from in order to create this. The people that the inspiration was taken from can be compensated in some way. I don't know what the right answer is. If you look at music and the creation of music and how it's been progressing over this past. 20 years, even from my career. In the beginning, we were using boards, right? We had to go into studios to record vocals, to record pretty much whatever we wanted to do. And there was no, there's really no big sample libraries that you, unlimited sorts of sample libraries available back then. You'd go into the music store and look at sample CDs and be like, okay, I'll try this one out. You go home, you love the 20 sounds that you've purchased, and then you're just hoping something's good in there, right? <clears throat> From the moment that we started using cleared samples in our songs, you could technically say that performance was not done by you. Then you have a guitar riff that you find on Splice or Loop Cloud or anywhere like that, and you put it into your track. The old 20-year-old me, 20 years ago, I'd be, I would say, oh, that's not original music. You didn't create that riff. That's the theme, the center of your song. But now it's like... You don't use samples? What's wrong with you? It's kids right now, they depend on this. And I think just as there was an evolution in music making in the past 20 years, in the next five years, it's accelerating now to a pretty crazy and scary level where AI can write out lyrics for you, can give you chord progressions. You can plug in whatever chat GPT writes out on the lyrics and into another software and you can have Eminem sing it. I mean, like 
all these different things. It's okay. So then we get into if you start making famous artists sing it and they didn't really say it, is that okay? So there's so many issues and there's, I don't think there's one right answer. One thing I truly believe is that music will always be there and people will find a way to create more music. And whether it's with AI or whether it's the traditional, let me go learn a, learn a musical instrument and create something or whether it's just like I, I could build my whole song out of samples. I think I'm not against AI at all. Like my son, who is six years old right now, he's written three songs already using Loop Cloud. And one of his songs was actually, we had interest from a major label here in Japan. And when they asked, like, this song is good, maybe if we could just change the top line, they're like, who's this producer? And I'm like, his name's DJ Dean. And they're like, who's DJ Dean? I'm like, he's my son. I'm just like, what? Your six-year-old son? I'm like, yeah, this is him. They're like, wow, kids can make music now. And without samples, sample libraries like this, my son would not have been able to make the the music he does. But that, in in a sense, if you put it into, um, compare it into painting, I would say the palette of paint is basically the sample library. And what you choose to put on your canvas is really your art is how I see it now after 20 years of doing this and being such a purist of everything needs to be recorded again and everything. I can't put a drum, I can't put a drum loop in there because I want to split it up to be able to tune the kick and this and that. Like a lot of the sounds on, on, that are on these sample sites are like ready to go. It's compressed, it's EQ'd, you just plug and play. And I think technology will enable the younger generation of producers to really be able to to enter music making with a very low barrier. And, um, and from there, as they're making music, either AI gets better and they get lazier and they just keep on relying on these technic on, the, on these technologies, or they might start actually programming things on their own. They couldn't find the right sample. Okay, let's, let's get my friend that's a guitarist to play on this. And it's a good starting point, but every producer is different. And I think every genre requires different sets, sets of musicians or samples or even AI. But I think the key to this is let's use it responsibly. And as, <clears throat> as more and more AI generated songs are created, we really have to think seriously about what's ownership. What, you know, who owns this song if an AI generates it 100%. If you don't have your doll up and you're actually like, you're not painting, painting on your canvas, on your doll canvas, and then you're just having on the website, just typing in a song like Alicia Keys, sung by this, and bam, it comes up. I don't know your thoughts about it. I'd like to hear your thoughts about this. <laughs> oh, man, there's so much good stuff there to unpack. Yeah, like the bottom line is right now, it's anyone's best guess, but... Yeah. I totally agree. I think that there's a lot to unpack around ownership and like copyright that mm -hmm. we don't fully understand yet. It's really interesting too, just to consider, you know, how as humans, like how do we create new things? Like we have influences mm -hmm. and we're inspired by like previous data that like we've absorbed in different ways. And so Ex exactly, exactly. And that being said, like maybe there actually is like a path to creating 
attribution for imagine if we were walking around and we were able to write a song and then we're like like 0.25 percent of that song i just came up with was actually like inspired by my favorite artist when i was growing up you know if our brains had a mechanism to be able to actually determine that uh, uh, then maybe it would be a more fair model to actually compensate that but then it's where did those people get inspired from <laughs> it's like a race to and, the, and, unpack the roots and also from my experience too <clears throat> If you're going to give credit for inspiration, it's, you know, I actually did a, a song for the Coca-Cola campaign in Japan. And basically the prerequisite for the song is, was to sample a song from a different era and make it into a modern interpretation of that and have a young artist sing it. And the song that Coca-Cola chose, uh, Marvin Gaye's Ain't No Mountain High Enough. So we use just the Ain't No Mountain High Enough, just that one phrase. We use that in the hook, change the entire song, right? And then we went to go get the song cleared and they took 100% of the royalties. It's Marvin Gaye, though. And that's how, if, if AI starts spitting out their inspirations, they've probably learned from the greats. And if they start giving credit to the greats, anybody who makes AI-generated music, they the person that, that directed the it probably won't get much left if they start giving credit out to big artists. That's Those, those are things to consider. And as you said, a very viable point was us as musicians, we're where we are because we've been inspired by different music. And from us being able to generate something original because we've had all these musical influences in our life, we're able to do what we do. Is Do we give credit to them? In this case, no, but when a machine does it, do you consider a machine that's learning something? It's not like a human learning something. So that's the differentiation of where we draw the line, I think. But there is no right answer. And I am really excited to see how all this comes together. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire music mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. 
this is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much that we still don't understand about our brains too and just how we function. And you know, one mm-hmm. analogy that I've heard quite a bit is around our brains function in a lot of ways similar to a computer with like random, mm-hmm. like long-term storage and memory. It's yeah, just yeah. the most advanced computer that we have. Theoretically, if we were able to design a, an AI or computer that could replicate our brains, then mm-hmm. that'd be a pretty big step towards the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> but Yeah. Um, and there's even technology right now that you can just scan your body and basically be in a music video without being there. And it could do the whole lip. It could also match the words to, to, to your lips and this and that. What if you just suddenly dress up your AI, put your avatar on it, and it's it's Ken making is it's Ken version 2.0 in Web3 making this up, not Ken in real life. All these things, possibilities uh, are endless. Totally, <laughs> yeah. The point they brought up around people featuring fa- like celebrities featuring famous musicians on their records and creating mm-hmm. AI versions of them, like avatars of them that can Eminem raps and it sounds like Eminem, but it's not actually Eminem, but he's rapping in the style yeah. of Eminem. And obviously, yeah. we're like. At the very beginning of this, you could probably, for a lot of cases, you'd be like, okay, Eminem wouldn't say it exactly like that. But some of these examples that they're throwing together are like pretty dang close and hard to know the difference. And oh my gosh, as it relates to political systems and media and truth and understanding like what's true and what's not, like that's going to be a whole thing to unpack together. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we could train our own avatar of ourselves as a songwriter if we had enough data so using surf for example like that, one of the first mm-hmm. things that came to mind as i was thinking about your data set and what you're collecting and i don't know the finer detail of how the yeah you know, how the database works mm-hmm. if you're collecting all of these different tags and metadata around these songs and the lyrics and the melodies and the music then to me like that also is like potentially a huge asset or resource to doing something like this and creating an avatar yeah, of an yeah. artist that they can use for themselves even, like to brainstorm new ideas. What should I write next? (laughs) Yeah, and I think like all this data will be valuable in in determining also how we progress with the development of our platform. We really want to know what the creators and buyers are using and are not using. Just We could put as many things as we want in this platform, just as how Amazon started with books. Surf music is starting with exclusive placements and and the community building aspect. And if and once we reach our goal of being able to create this transparent marketplace that actually protects creators in placing songs globally and and really focus on mentoring the next generation of producers on our platform. I think these are the things that surf music will be using that data for, and and uh, yeah, and also being able to predicting predict the trends of what's music, what's mu- what kind of songs are going to be be hitting in the next three months, because we'll essentially have all the unreleased music on our platform. So there's different things that you know, different things we could do with the data, and obviously we value privacy very. We consider privacy very seriously on our platform, just because. We are basically like a bank of some of the greatest songs, unreleased songs there, and it needs to be protected, and our creators need to be protected too at the same time. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a really good 
perspective to have on that type of resource. And yeah, it seems like in a world with where AI and like technology is growing so quickly that community is more important than ever and like bring people together and creating that transparency is more important yeah. than ever. Uh, and yeah, I just, I could totally see someone who is either a record label or a publisher being able to mm -hmm. like, based on their own data set, even if that's not trained on like other people's songs, be able to look at that mm -hmm. and say, yeah, what are five ideas, recommendations for songs that kind of fit in the same vein of all of these other songs that I've written as, as an artist and then be able to like have a list of 10 ideas for songs. Oh my gosh, like what a valuable tool even just as a brainstorming for people so they never have that blank page syndrome. Yeah, and I think that that kind of system, but an inspiration, AI-generated inspiration thing is pretty cool. But I think for our application of AI, what we're trying to let it do is be the brain of our of our whole platform so that we could scale to millions of users but still have a lean team in each region and right now we have our team is dispersed around we have a team in london new york california japan and korea and our first three markets we're penetrating right now is japan us and korea and we are currently all the majors are using us in japan right now all the majors in korea are using us some labels in the us are are using us we have 6000 over 6000 unreleased songs with 600 of the top producers right now as early adopters so what we're doing right now is we're slowly collecting all this data and learning the habits of these directors. So essentially, right now, we manually curate and pitch, obviously using our AI to create initial playlists for us. But our goal is to be able to have this AI learn each individual A&R's like search habits and whatnot, and, and analyze all the music that is uploaded by the creators. So when a creator uploads his, uploads his catalog, automatically everything is tagged out. So the genres tag BPM, the moods, the keys, so forth and so on so that when when a director is looking for a song like uptown funk by bruno mars they'll just go to the youtube page cut and paste the url link put it into our search engine and it'll find the closest match in our marketplace to bruno mars uptown funk they can and by by doing this we can learn different obviously different search habits of the directors but also being able to recommend them to follow new artists and new creators that they've never heard of and i think our dream story utilizing ai is being able to find that kid that's making music out in the boonies no nowhere near a record label after he's done with the song, what does he do? Is he going to move to L.A. or New York to go pitch it? Probably not. If he's an elementary kid, definitely not. Are their parents going to go try to get them a record deal or a publishing deal? I don't think so. Their, their best solution, I believe, is to join Surf and have our team and our AI being able to pull their songs whenever a song request comes in that fits the criteria and they have something in their catalog, it should automatically be pitching it for them. So it's a 24-hour pitching machine, if you want to put it that way. But I believe half of our value at Surf is 
the people behind it. And we have a 12-person team right now that's dispersed, as I said, and everyone is bilingual. Everyone speaks English in another language, depending on what region they're in. And we just really want to create this ecosystem and this community where AI can live in, in, in harmony with, with the users and buyers. And like obviously, moving down the line, maybe incorporating some tools, like you said, of having AI generate ideas that you can start writing towards, that might be something cool too. Because essentially, we go through Splice sometimes just looking for ideas, not necessarily, oh, I want to find a full song on Splice to put it together and just sell it. No, you find a cool guitar riff and you're like, oh, that is, that's like, let me work with that and see what I can build around it. I think any form of inspiration, whether it's AI generated or it's from samples or even going to a live show and being inspired, like any form of inspiration for creators is valuable. And I have nothing against any of those. Beautiful. Yeah, really well put. Yeah, it's definitely interesting as a progression of, I don't want to go down too deep of a rabbit hole here, but yeah, I feel like the role of technology over time has, has always been about decreasing the gap between a thought and the realization of the thought. So like basically everything, if we like look around right now that is around us, that was at least like human created, started out as a thought or an idea. And then through a process mm -hmm. of time and through a process of energy and action, like it turned from the thought into an actual thing. And it seems like all technology and entrepreneurship is about decreasing the gap or bringing someone from point A to point B. And things like airplanes, for example, like the idea, I want to travel across the world, used to take maybe a whole lifetime. And now technology yeah. can take that thought and we can do it in a matter of hours because of airplanes. And I wonder mm. where we're headed in terms of, it seems like some of the technology is just shortening the gap between we have this idea, we have this thought, and then usually there's a mm. period of time and energy and action before like you can actually, it comes to fruition. But man, like, I wonder if we're ever going to reach that point where we have like Neuralinks installed in, in our brains, we have a thought and instantly like we create it and can be, it's and, crazy. Thing. And I think, you know, it, it's definitely going to be there. And I think the application of AI in in certain certain like synthesizers within your DAO, like being able to upload a sound and make it find that the closest keyboard sound to that in its library. Sound for me, sound selection probably takes the longest time. Like writing the music, playing the music, that's easy. It's finding that right kick, that right snare, you know, that bass sound, like all these things. I don't like to reuse sounds. I think some producers have templates when they open it. It's their go-to kicks, their go-to basses, but I start every single song on a blank canvas because I don't want it to, I don't want to, I don't want to depend or have all my songs sound the same is the way I've been working. <laughs> but I think having these tools and applications, if we already have these AI features within our DAW that finds the right sounds for you, what's going to make it to the next level is you put in Say you put in a song, now you could split everything, right? You could put in a two track and they'll split it up into stems. You could use Audio Shaker. There's many different applications that can do that. And from there, you could take, you could literally take, say, the piano line. And if it's a major song, put it into Melodyne and then click transform into minor. And then instantly it's original. It's, you know, 
but you aren't playing it. The person that's playing it might be a really famous pianist, but that wasn't what he played. Does that still constitute as him playing it? These kind of these kind of questions. It really thank God to like splice and all those these which made the average musician think that you can sell. It's okay for people to sample your music as long as you get compensated for it. Before it'd be more of. Oh, that's my piano in there. I should be. I deserve some performing rights on it. I. This is. It's becoming simplified. I think a lot of things have been become simplified, and so as as AI progresses too, there's going to be a huge movement of what's of what's machine created debates on whether, as I said before, ownership ownership is going to be a huge topic of what's of how this is going to be. AI AI should be here to help us, and as long as like the guy that open AI say it's AI for a better world. That's what I'm hoping for. But I think it's also important for us to stay on top of technology and not, you know, I don't want to do that. That's not my thing. You're going to be left behind. It's like a lot of the engineers when Pro Tools came out, they're like, no, that sounds so bad. It's digital. We're still going to record this on tape and I'm not going to learn Pro Tools. Those engineers are out of jobs. Unfortunately, a lot of them are. But the people that know how to utilize technology to to be current with their sound. And if AI is the norm and, and it has a specific sound that kids like or that the audience likes, and you can't replicate that by the traditional ways of using samples. You just can't get that sound. I'm sure a lot of producers are going to start using AI. It depends really what the audience uh, the audience wants and us as creators, how to express ourselves. And using AI is definitely, if it inspires you and if it can help you, I think go for it. And until there's there's laws that are put and strict rules put against it, put upon those things, I think it's pretty much use all you can right now while you can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're really going to like this analogy. I, I, this is one of my favorite analogies, but it works really well for you because of your name is Surf Music. But as it relates to that idea of keeping on the current wave, essentially, or keeping on the current mm-hmm. cutting edge of what's working, one way I like to think about it is like we're all surfers and we have, there's these new waves. And it's really easy to look at what most people are doing is we're trying to chase a wave that's already passed because like Uh we saw it pass where it's like all these people like got successful doing this thing and so we're trying to like a lot of people are trying to swim up and catch the wave but that wave's already passed and the opportunity isn't quite there and so what the Mm. people who are really primed to to make the most out of the current wave what they're doing is they're actually sitting back and they're looking behind them and and they're seeing what's approaching right now what's the wave that's starting to crest and then starting to swim along Mm -hmm. with it so that as that momentum hits they capture that wave and they can actually surf on top of it yeah and there's that opportunity to get that huge momentum from it and it certainly seems like ai is like a tidal wave of sorts and be able to capture that momentum is important yeah, and I think whatever wave you can catch, you should catch it, at least try and ride it out and see how you like it. Not every wave is going to be right. There's been hypes and like last year we saw like the NFT music, a couple years ago, the NFT music scene going up, but now people aren't talking about it as much. There's different waves of things, but I think the most impactful ones are the sustainable waves, right? The waves that you ride that for some reason it's supposed to like, 
<laughs> it's supposed to be gone by now, but you're still writing it. Like a sustainable <laughs> wave will be ideal. <laughs> right. Like the internet, right? That was a wave that was certainly a lot. Of, and there was a dot-com yeah. crash, right? There was a bubble. Yeah, yes, like it, yes, sometimes it takes definitely. those waves crash, and then it's like you have to learn how to settle with the new normal. Yep. I don't know if you're up to date on the some of the announcements that Adobe made recently around how they're using AI for their graphic design suite. But it was so funny. Our, we have a video producer for my band that you know, probably about 10 years ago shared this video with us. And the, mm. it's a YouTube video. You can still find it. It's like a, it's like a niche, kind of like a smaller one, but it was way ahead of its time. I think it was called the edit button. And the whole video is like a satire or parody where there's a, it's like one of those screen share style tutorials and the person's like, all right, let's load up the edit button tutorial for the software. And he like, there's a, basically a bar where he just types in like, all right, two guys like smoking like cigarettes by a car. And then they pop up on the screen and they're like talking and he's like, but actually I want this guy to be wearing a hat. And he like types in a hat and he's doing all these things using this magical edit button. One of my, the fa my mm. favorite part is he like clicks a button. He's like, all right, here's, it's going to want you to render this, but just let's click on, let's skip the render. <laughs> you don't need to do that. He just skips it and just immediately loads. But the funny thing about it was just in that, in contrast with what just came out from Adobe, which was essentially like a real life edit button using AI where you type in similar to like mid journey, where you type in a prompt and it generates uh -huh. you know, amazing uh -huh. artwork and then you can edit it you can tweak it using your graphic design skills. But man, it, it seems I don't know if it's really if someone's kind of grabbed that idea yet or, or fully mastered it. But it seems like generative music is something that's got to be right around the corner where it's I want a track mm. that's similar to Bruno Mars that sounds like this. And you click the button and then it generates it from scratch and you can write a top line on top of it or something. I think there are certain softwares that do that or I don't know about the quality, but I have heard that it does generate chord progressions for you even plays it out for you i haven't really gone down that avenue as because i as i am the ceo of a tech company but i am not too tech savvy anything to help my life i will try i just started using chat gpt two weeks ago that's how slow i am but i think any kind of ai to assist in creators like we definitely should take a, a deeper look into it and there's definitely going to be whistleblowers coming out very soon especially the instant there's a hit song and you remember how the old country road that song they took a beat from beat stars and from there beat stars blew up and the rest is history all it will take is for one ai generated song to be a number one and the producers saying AI did this for me, but I am the conductor. I am the director of this. Like basically there's jobs where like the chat GPT specialists now where like, people that know how to prompt chat GPT get a job in the six figure job. It's like you are, you, there's new jobs coming out. You never know in the music industry, there might be newer jobs. If, if, if AI is replacing some jobs in the music industry, obviously those people are going to have to pivot and find something else. And I think a lot of different jobs and genres would appear too. I think it'd be very interesting. Absolutely. As it relates to chat GPT, one thing that we've rolled out internally to our team this week is what we're calling artist AI. 
And essentially, it's it is it's built on OpenAI, so same thing as ChatGPT, but it's fine tuned mm-hmm. with our modern musician artists in mind. So it's basically designed to help them mm-hmm. specifically with you know, all, all things related to growing a successful music career. But it's essentially ChatGPT, mm-hmm. but fine tuned for artists. And yeah, there's not an integration yet. I think that OpenAI is working on something with the music generation stuff. But it's definitely been like, I've been dipping my toes into the water and I feel like the water's sucking my whole leg and like body down into it. (laughs) And I'm not usually the kind of person who's, I don't know, like when NFTs were like blowing up, like I still think there's a big opportunity for the music industry. We just haven't quite figured it out, but I think there was a big bubble around Mm -hmm. NFTs. Like why gifts of hamsters shouldn't sell for millions of dollars. Yeah, so I'm yeah. usually a bit skeptical of stuff like this, but man, like I, I haven't been as excited about something as I have been about AI probably my whole life as it relates to like technology. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't start using it, you will be left behind. Unfortunately, even in in your daily working, just writing emails out and whatnot, ChatGPT could do that for you. Creating legal documents, it could do that for you. It might be pretty cool for the usage of of AI in the future. Like that's fine tuned for publishers to create publishing publisher contracts with the writers, being able to do that on, on the site using AI and and actually getting a real lawyer to revise it at the end. Obviously, so it's applicable in whatever country law you write it in these kinds of things can be solutions even for the independent artist who does not have access to a legal team things like that on the legal end i think i could definitely help it's ironic right it's like an ai written song is being represented by an ai lawyer (laughs) it's sung by an ai artist with an ai virtual thing it's like where do humans come in now humans are just here basically the owner of that song the owner of that virtual artist the humans will be making money and essentially you're having ai make money for you which is the trend in a lot of different sectors right now it's pretty soon i wish ai would make me breakfast right now i'm about ready for breakfast <laughs> yeah what they got the tesla tesla bots that they're <laughs> building right now the humanoid yeah. robotics yeah it's crazy a mm-hmm. lot to unpack a lot of stuff that we're i think it's gonna be a big disruption to a lot of existing systems but also a huge mm-hmm. opportunities for abundance also huge risks that we have to navigate and be aware of so i think conversations like this mm-hmm. are really important man kenneth ken thank you so much for taking the time to hop on here today yes, likewise hey uh, system is awesome and it's and also, a pleasure <laughs> and i love what you've built with surf and just like the overall like mission and core values around mm-hmm. it like transparency bring people together the community aspect of it is so important especially in an era that we're in right now when it comes to ai mm-hmm. and technology evolving so thank you for um, for building surf and for anyone who's listening to this right thank now you. and and is interested in diving deeper, whether they're part of a major record label or they're part of a publishing company or they're an independent artist, what do you recommend for them to go to learn more or dive deeper? Yeah, just if you go to www.discover.surf, you can click whether you're a buyer or creator and it'll give you more information and it'll give you the option to sign up. And obviously we have an FAQ section with a lot of the frequently asked questions that you just type in your question and you, you can get an answer. If not, you could contact us. And as I said before, someone in the world on the surf team is going to be awake 24 seven and we'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. Beautiful. Awesome. And like always, we'll put all the links in the show notes for easy access. Yep. And 
Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks again. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. DJ Dean just woke up. Hey, hi. Hey, DJ Dean. It, yeah! DJ Dean. <laughs> hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take the music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.